welcome. Hi friends, welcome to the real show behind her story. And our guest today is coming from Canada in Ontario. And I can't wait to introduce uh, her to you. So while you're joining, and if you're joining on the podcast as well, welcome, welcome. I hope this show will inspire you to share your story. Why should you share your story? Because probably you're an amazing woman entrepreneur and you're probably selling amazing offers, programs, products, services. Um, so how do you want me to choose you over her? right? So for me, it's really like all the coaches I hired in my life, it was really about the stories they were sharing about how they could solve a problem. And this is that story that we're going to highlight today. So be ready. Sometimes we cry, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we feel things on our skin, we smell things, because it's all about, you know, when we're kids, you know, or if you have kids, I'm sure, Every night, they require you to sit by the bed and share that story to fall asleep. So I don't want you to fall asleep. I want you to actually wake up and start to implement, you know, sharing your stories or sharing the ideas, the message you want to share with the world and make money with it. So before we start, I want to introduce you to something very, very new. This show is actually going to be sponsored by my new free resource that is called The Beginner's Guide to Facebook Ads. Because one of the things when you start sharing your message on social media is that you want to reach more people. You want to attract more people, more of your perfect customers, and you're probably going to use ads at some point. So if at any time you want to learn more about how to start with Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I want you to download this, it's completely free. Just let me know in the comments, put guide, and I'll send it to you via Messenger. So without further ado, I want you to meet my guest, and we're gonna do some technical uh, checks. One, two, three, go, bam! Hello, <laughs> Lisa. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I want you to take a second to jump right in and just tell us who you are. Excellent. So um, thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the show, Angelique. So my name is Lisa Mitchell, and I'm the founder and president of Green Apple Consulting. Um, so I'm a thought partner for talent leaders who are uh, looking to grow professionally, influence stakeholders, um, and design and develop and implement embed high quality development programs. So the way I do that is through offering leadership coaching. So I work with uh, it's typically high achieving leaders who want to overcome overwhelm and to elevate the results. And, uh, and I also do extensive consulting. So design and development of leadership development programs and succession planning, anything to do with the employee experience, both in small businesses and in large corporations. So, you know, I used to be a journalist. So I'm going to play yeah. the devil advocate for someone who doesn't know what is a talent leader. What is a talent leader? So it's anyone who is responsible for hiring, training, developing staff or team. So this could be a small business owner. I work with entrepreneurs. Uh, for instance, they're where they have no one, but they want to build a team. So it could be a team where they have people working directly for them or on a contract basis 
or they're in large organizations. I have a um, 20, um, over 20 years in corporate Canada. So it's also with leaders who perhaps they're making the leap to leadership or they're growing their team uh, or they're moving from, you know, for instance, from director to VP for the first time. Okay. Okay. Now I understand better. Thank you so much. Uh, so Lisa, how did you, let's go back to, you know, childhood. What type of childhood uh, helped, like what in your childhood brought you to, do you think, like, you know, after, when you look back, what in your childhood brought you to helping leaders, do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. What brought me to helping leaders? Well, it's kind of funny because I was always seen as a natural leader, you know, coming up through school and I did not see myself that way. Never. I really did not. Um, that didn't resonate with me. Although when I look back, there's many situations, you know, I was tutoring early on, sort of, you know, built that out and, um, you know, worked with my in my dad's pharmacy from the age of 13 and so on. And, and you know, really learned a lot early on about responsibility, autonomy and firstborn as well. So, you know, there 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 were signs there. It really came when um, I actually started out as a French immersion teacher which is very I went to University of Nice in, in France for a year, for instance, as part of my education. And um, but I only did the teaching for two years and I landed in corporate and kind of a roundabout way. And very early on, within about six weeks, I was promoted into a leadership position. And that's when I started my journey and led people for almost 25 years. So um, in all sorts of different capacities and supported leaders. Okay. So it was kind of a slow build, if you okay. if you will. Do you remember what was your favorite game with, when you were kids? Well, Scrabble, of course. <laughs> I'm oh, a word geek, and uh, and basketball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So awesome. So where do you did you grow up? Like, are you from Ontario? Like, from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Born in people who are not from Canada. What is Ontario like? What does that look like? Or oh, so um, so okay. So if you don't know where Ontario is, it's kind of in the middle of of Canada, sort of eastern, slightly east, um, and uh, it's home to our capital, Ottawa, and also to Toronto, which is the largest city in Canada. And I live just on the outskirts of that in another very large city called Mississauga. Okay. I grew I grew up in Toronto proper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's. Let's start with that question that I love to ask because okay. it's gonna require that you think. Uh, like sometimes we forget where we're coming from because we're so into our world, right? But mm -hmm. what was the the most you know burning desire for you before you started your business? You know, before it became a business officially, what was that burning desire in you? Mm. Well, you know. My last role, I was um, a senior executive in a really large Canadian organization. So I was vice president um, of talent management. And so I had responsibility for three big teams and I loved what I did. And initially it was all about, they had nothing, right? So I built everything, the succession planning strategy, the leadership development strategy, curriculum, you know, the teams to support it. And, um, and I loved it. And then about two years in, it was kind of interesting. It's I started to get a bit bored. Um, there was there was um, 
you know, programs were built and things were becoming a little more sort of entrenched. And there were a couple things I didn't care for. Overall, I loved the organization and the people, but there was something inside of me and I was getting more and more burnt out. Uh, it was a really meetings, 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 meetings kind of culture, you know, like triple book meetings. And, and I felt like my time was no longer my own. So to your question, what was my burning desire? It was to have autonomy and agency over my time. And, and I think I, you know what, I think the biggest breakthroughs come when you've had the biggest breakdowns. And, and I really, I became, I, I got physically ill and kept getting sick. And that was also another sign that I was in burnout and stress. And so I realized it's time to be intentional about how I want to live and work and not just let life and career happen to me. I'd been very successful, but it wasn't necessarily, I was smart about it in many ways, but other ways I just kind of went along with what came my way and I was done with that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. You gave me shivers there. So I love how you like you kind of make a link between you know, your physical health and and how it was a reflector of what was that it was time to move on. Yeah. So how did you like how much because I know a lot of women are in that position like they have a dream, they have a message, they know that they're in charge right now, they, they want to go and go for it, but they need to do to make a leap, right? So how, how did it feel? Like, when did you get that clear message that you were getting sick because you were not at the right place anymore, that you need to take leadership on another part of your life, right? Well, so along with repeated sinus infections and just feeling dread on Sunday nights, like major dread, um, the boredom started showing up in how I started to pursue new things. So for instance, as part of my, my sort of ideating around what could be next, could I actually make this leap? Like I made great money, you know, so like, you know, really, really had an excellent income and, you know, and, and, and felt good about what I'd achieved. I thought, how can I give up all this? And yet all this involved being sick and stressed. And so I started by reaching out to, um, some previous mentors, former bosses, and so on. And I asked them, uh, I asked them in advance, I sent them a question in advance, and then asked for a phone call. And the question was, not like, what do you value about what I did when we worked together? But what do you remember appreciating the most about me? And then it was really interesting, because what I found when I had these conversations was people had really put some thought to it. These are really trusted people, you know, in my life over the course of 20 years. And what the common theme was is that I ask great questions and I help people uncover what's really going on to get clarity about what's essentially required. Okay. So what better métier to do that in than being a consultant? And it also brought variety you know, so an agency, it, it seemed to marry all these things. So I started to investigate also how to build on my previous coaching education that I'd done years earlier. And I was sort of dreaming and scheming about taking my, getting my coach credentials. And so I was interested in that. And then I decided I should have a backup plan if I do make this leap. And I bought four houses in four months with my husband. And yeah, I know a little bit crazy. Yeah. In a small, in a small town. And, um, we converted them into eight apartments. So put legal basement suites in and um, 
yeah, that became sort of part of how do I grow my wealth and diversify if I'm going to walk away and need to then build from scratch a whole new business. So I was doing a lot of things. So just knowing that I needed, I was so busy, 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 but I wasn't engaged really in terms of my mind and my heart anymore at work. I was starting to seek all of these different pursuits. Oh, like redecorated our master bedroom and, you know, just stuff like that, all these creative pursuits. And it started to really coalesce around this realization that Lisa, you've got to make a shift. It's time to, to be very intentional and put yourself out there. Scary. I love this. I love how you, um, you say that, this boredom you were feeling that boredom that lack of fulfillment so it's funny how entrepreneur we always need to be excited by what we do right and when it's tough that is when we have a new project or we we have another iteration like we don't we don't like to be bored like we need always a a meaningful and fulfilling uh, action all the time so when you took that decision do you remember where you were was it at the kitchen table was it walking that you know it became like okay I'm gonna do it tomorrow I'd had a particularly tough week at work where I had delivered a whole bunch of things at this big conference um all all at once and I was feeling just absolutely beside myself exhausted and uh resentful because I had wanted to do some other stuff and I just didn't have the energy right in my personal life and um and really, it came down when I, I went into work that week and I ended up just breaking down and uh, telling my boss I, I needed out. <laughs> I needed to, we needed to discuss exit strategy. So that, um, I didn't actually go in that day intending to say that, but I had had trouble sleeping. It was a Monday morning. Um, so the Sunday night dreads really came on and I ended up just saying, I, you know what, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Wow. How did it feel? Yeah. Good. I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked. And um, I couldn't quite believe I'd said it because I'd sort of dreamt about it. Right? I'm thinking, are you crazy? You can't do that. But anyways, um, and then it was such a relief. I went home that night and I just said, wow. I said to my husband, Rob, like I've, wow, I've just done something. It's not figured out yet, but I'm, it's, this is a new stage. And I never, um, I never looked back because when I left um, the very next day, I uh, was having lunch with with a girlfriend and I had this idea for a name, Green Green Apple Consulting, because uh, I collect apples from my teacher days. I used to get gifted all these apples. So I have about 300 of them and green is my favorite color. And I was like, this is it. This is this is, you know, green is about energy and renewal. And apple is the symbol of learning and and teaching well done. And that's that's what I do. So um, I said this to my girlfriend over lunch and she was like, you have to do it. So I incorporated right away, right away and enrolled at my coaching school and embarked on a full one year transformational learning journey with them. So within 24 hours, that was efficient. Oh no, it wasn't 24 hours necessarily. It was, it was, yeah, by the time it was all done, but, but just like when I left. Yeah, but you were like, there was dropping the bomb on my boss. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I left and, you know, that it was fairly close together. And um, yeah, and it was just, I, there was no looking back. There really wasn't. I mean, I was, I was full on there and it took me, um, it's, it's interesting how the universe works though, because, um, 
you know, as I was starting to, I'd been doing a lot of networking before I even left and I just continued that. So I didn't have a lot of uh, revenue generating work coming in just yet. That took a few months, but then all of the seeds that I planted, it just started to happen. And in the meantime, my dad had got, um, had gotten ill and, and had to be in, in, um, uh, in a in a home to recover and learn how to walk again and I was able now that I worked on my own I had agency over my time which was my desire and I was able to go see him every day and take care of him he lived with me so um yeah so I was able to do that without being stressed about my the impact on my big job right and all those meetings and the teams so wow yeah. okay I just love how you bring us with you at the transition time but could you like so the epiphany for you like uh, in terms of this is my new mission how did it become clear like when did you have that epiphany around who you were becoming you know what i would say it like it didn't start right away i mean in the journey of an entrepreneur I, there's so much you don't know what you don't know and and part of what's scary and why so few people like many people think about taking the leap and so few actually do it's because you're you're constantly needing to figure stuff out and just put one step in front of the other right take these ridiculously small baby steps and just keep moving forward but you're really you're really um you have to be a possibility thinker and you have to be okay with stepping into fear over and over right and possibly failing right and so so for me, like initially, I got quite a bit of work with um, a couple of training organizations going in and delivering their content, right? And I, as I finished my coach training, then I started to get more and more coaching clients. And what I realized after a little while, maybe about a year in, year, yeah, about a year into it was, oh my God, I'm becoming too busy. I'm, I'm almost back to what, where I was, right? In corporate where I was overwhelmed with the busyness but not feeling excited about it, right? There was just too much and the full day leadership facilitation was, was kind of draining and it wasn't for me and my clients. So I decided my epiphany was, okay, you know, it's, it's time to be intentional again and to, to decide what am I going to, you know, what's the boundary I'm going to put around? How much am I actually going to accept in terms of work that, that I, I like, but I just don't want too much of, right? So I had to make a conscious decision to accept less of that work and take less revenue so I could build my business in the other direction around my coaching practice, which is what I did. Yeah, it's like a sculpture, like you. Oh, you know, yes. Right? Okay, a little bit there, a little bit there, and then it, you go where, but then you had in mind, your main goal was to be in control of your time, to feel fulfilled, right? And you have those flags, right? And once it's passed, then even still now, I'm sure it's very clear for you how, like your boundaries, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, yes, they're, they're particularly clear right now, I would say, because I've been doing a lot of work around my ideal week and ideal day design, and I'm making some really good progress, right? Around how much time I want to be, because that's the trick, right? Don't you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you're always trying to strike a balance between working on your business and in your business. And I'm gradually trying to spend more on my business. So I've been making very deliberate decisions around it, but you know, we're all human and we all slide back. There's this ebb and flow, right? Where you're working on things and, and who you want to be, who you want to become. And then there's a bit of slide back. We are who we are. And it's like, oops, there I am. I'm tripping over myself again. And so, 
being open to noticing when that happens is really powerful. Yeah. So across that journey, what is the thing, a thing that you thought was true at the time, but clearly became something that is not true and you know for sure now? Like, do you remember what was before being an entrepreneur? Like, what was maybe something you thought was true that was proven wrong to you? You know what? This is going to make me sound like the most naive woman on earth. But anyways, I know one of the things was um, I I remember, you know, in my coaching training going, OK, I'm going to be a full time coach because initially I didn't want to do all of the strategy work that I'm exceptionally good at. Right. With corporate folks. You know, now I do a lot of that because I've realized I enjoy it and 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 it's all good. Um, but at the time I thought, oh, well, just do the coaching. Right. Maybe that's what how I'm going to reinvent. And again, I need variety. I know this from history, so I need all of it. But it was funny because I remember um, doing like a spreadsheet or writing it out like, okay, so if I charge this much per hour and I work 40 hours a week coaching, okay, just let that sink in, 40 hours a week coaching, then I could make this much, right? So then I was trying to figure out, does that work, blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny because Nobody can do 40 hours of coaching, right? Unless you're working 60, 70 hours in a week, because you, you, you know, there's prep before the call, there's closing it off after there's tracking it, doing a reflection, there's the business development, there's the setting up, there's, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's so many other things that that go into running a business. There's your bookkeeping, you know, snapping pictures, oh, yeah. of your receipts, there's all those things. And, and so you're never spending a full time work week you know, on just your core offer, right? There's all of the other activities. So I think I knew that, but it was so naive because I just, yeah, it became ultra clear as soon as I got into it and was truly on my own, but I, I was, you know, there was a bit of a lag. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, 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 like, how did you create the perfect, or I should not say the perfect solution for you, like, but how would you feel right now you know, how comfortable are you with the solution that you crafted for your own business, for your own personal life? What does it look like and what does it feel like? Are you close to your dream, like dream, you know, agency of time and how are, how close or far are you from what you were building originally? So, you know what, that is, a, it's a neat question because I think it all really depends on when you're asking somebody that, right? Like what stage they're at and what's happened to them recently. So I had a really interesting epiphany yesterday that I'll share, but on the journey there, I do want to just mention to people that I think you need support. Like, like, I think it's, it's a lonely business being on your own. And as much as you want the agency, you know, to make the decisions when you take vacation, when you work all this stuff, it can be lonely and isolating. And so building community is important and having um, having coaching support or mentors and so on. So pretty early on, I, I well, almost right away, I had a, a, a leadership coach that I hired and um, and then I then I hired a business coach about a year and a half ago. And I was working on, you know, some signature program and some some marketing language, getting clarity around my core audience and so on and uh, and had some some good progress with that. And then. Um, you know, COVID happened, 
right? So I was in the midst of really starting to launch that. I I built an online course um, around my signature program, You Reframed, which I still offer and so on. But I really, you know, it was an opportunity to sort of say, okay, I've lost all my my live leadership facilitation work for for the moment, right? Um, in March, that got wiped out. But it really caused me to sort of step back and say, let's make sure before I keep going down this this particular road that it's the right thing. And the world has shifted as well. So I started working with another business coach um, in the summer. You and I share that. That's where we met. That's where we met. And, you know, started to, again, adjust and pivot once more. Um, what what happened though right after covid is is my father got ill again and he passed away um at the end of august and i and i bring that up not to make people feel sorry for me you know i'm sure you feel it in your heart and and thank you for that um but it was very traumatic right like it was all consuming the 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 caregiving and and all the things that happened and it was still a surprise so i ended up stepping away from my business effectively for september and october just to deal with the estate and regroup and so on. And coming out of that, November was a good month. The universe gave me some gifts in terms of awesome new work. And then I've been dealing with this thing, this feeling over the past month though, where I thought, I just feel like I need to ramp up. I need to re-ramp up in my business, in my efforts and and getting back on track with a new program i'm really excited or was really excited about developing back in june when everything started to happen and i thought there's this inner resistance that i am dealing with so i was meeting with my coach yesterday and she asked me this this question she says well where do you think the resistance is coming from and i thought well that that's just it i don't know because i said the stupid thing is i actually have enough i have enough work I do. It's not even like I need to create this new offer, this new program. So it's so interesting that I'm viewing it as very hard in this this uphill almost battle that I got to push through, right? Like slog slog through. And yet I'm I I'm the boss. I'm telling myself I want to do it. So so I realized in that moment it's a chance to reframe. I teach people how to reframe. It was a it was a time for me to step back and do it myself, right? So intentionally reframe. So what if I didn't look at this as hard work and have all these expectations around whether it would be successful or not and decide it's going to be just a fun experiment. It's my passion project. I have enough work coming in. So if it doesn't work, fine. So that freed me. It was like this you asked about feeling or physical sensation. It was like when I thought about it, I had this this pit in the, the core of my stomach whenever I thought about it. And it was just like bleh, the dead weight that I was carrying. And as soon as I had this reframe kind of realization, you know, I just felt so much more expansive. It was like, oh, my God, it's weightless, right? That's wow. I can't wait to start working on that again. Complete shift. And fun, fun again, like fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I think that's, that's something I would encourage all entrepreneurs that, you know, there's, there are going to be moments where you're like, why am I doing this again? Or this feels so hard. Do I really need to do this? Or you're, you're, you're getting conflicted advice, you know, 
from different people or different opinions. Everybody's got opinions about what you should do. And it gets hard. You know, it's like a swirl in your mind to, to figure out which one to tune into, which one really, really aligns with your heart and what you want. And so, so challenging yourself to sort of step back and breathe and don't let go. If you sense resistance, keep exploring it until you figure out what it is. That's the secret to, to making a, a, a leap. I hear a lot from you that how much you're connected with your insides, right? How you feel and why you feel things that you're not, you don't identify right away. So how do you cultivate that? I guess it's like, um, it's like a habit or did you have to develop that? Or is it part of you since the beginning that you're very uh, aware of what's going on and how to ask the right question to yourself or... How do you um, cultivate that? Oh, I'm so excited. And we, by the way, people, we, whoever's listening, we didn't actually come up with this ahead of time, but I really appreciate you asking that because I know I did not have this previously to going out on my own and going through this, this journey, the last almost four years, I didn't have this ability to sort through the stories and the assumptions that we tell ourselves. I, I, I think I did some of it instinctively and it just wasn't intentional. And so, so I led from my head, like most of us do, right? Mm -hmm. In our culture, like we just, we try to think our way through things and we all have this intuition or gut instinct and, and, and our heart, our own desires. And we, we fail to listen to those most of the time. So we are more than just our intellect and our, our head. It's it, we have other senses that we can tap into. So, um, so understanding that getting new awareness around that was really, really key for me as part of my coaching journey, you have to do a lot of inner work as you go through your education. And as I started to work with clients, so that was interesting. Um, the other piece is that journaling really is powerful for me. And a lot of people resist journals or writing stuff down, but I ask myself questions. I'll, I'll actually do a dump like on the page, like what is bugging me right now? And I just write it all down, all the things that are worrying me that I'm scared about that I'm, you know, and then I sort through and I try to figure out, you know, what's, what, what's fact, what's fiction. And I take a different color pen, literally, have all different color pens and I reframe each of those items into possibility thinking like like trying to look at it from a different perspective so it's like do you hike do you go for do you like going for walks in nature is that yeah okay okay so that's one of my favorite things whether I'm alone or with my my family and so the fall is my favorite time. We got married in the fall. It's just everything to me is just so much more beautiful in the fall. The golden light that, you know, that slanted late afternoon light. So just imagine you're 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 moving through a forest, and you're having a beautiful walk, and then this you know early fall winter gust comes along, this really strong wind, and it and it kicks up all the leaves, right, and the leaves and the dust, and temporarily you've got this swirl. That's what I, I think of, you know, when your mind is just going, going, it's this mind swirl. So there's all these leaves and it obscures your ability to see where you came from, right? So if you think about the stories you tell yourself about that's just the way I am or, you know, old resentments, old stories, you can't see behind you, but you can't see where you're going either temporarily, right? So, so 
journaling or talking through with a coach or a trusted confidant is a way to let oxygen get at your thoughts so that you can sort out fact from fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. Wow. How, how does that your mindset and the way you train your mind, because you're like really training your mind, right? Every yes. morning in your journal. Um, how did that shape the way you built your business or the way the relationship that you build with your clients, would you say? Oh, I think it's mainly because I walk the talk. You know, so so I, I've actually built my own agenda template, right? Like it's my own and it's I couldn't find one that's worked for me, right? I've I've used all different commercial ones, other people's, but I actually built my own and I share it with my clients if 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 they they are interested in if they believe it will help where you know I set my intention and my wellness goals for the day and the one thing I'm going to make before I manage. It's not just about my schedule and my to-do list. And it also has a reflection built in in terms of what were my best results today and what will I do differently tomorrow? Oh, I and love it. So I I do this, you know, there's days like any of us, there's days where there's again the slide back where I might miss it. And you know what? I'm not as intentional. Um, I don't have as good a day when I do miss using those practices. Yeah. I only take five minutes at the front end, five minutes at the back end. When I do it, I am moving through my day with greater intentionality, with greater results. And so I think that when I'm able to share with my clients techniques and tools and stories from my own experience and from other clients, it brings it alive for them. You know, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do, you do, you do. Yeah. So what was like, if there is one thing you can describe as the biggest um, payoff of all that journey. Yeah. What is it in 2021? Then you wake up every morning and you say, oh, that's, that's, that's it. That's still it, right? What is the biggest payoff? Well, Rob and I went and we're walking the dog earlier today. Um, and we were actually talking about just that. And I can't remember how it come up with him. He's, he's an entrepreneur as well. And he said, you know, I, I've really realized he was talking to somebody else. I think that, that, that had had a rough year because of 2020, it really hit their small business. And they were thinking of, of getting a job again, like going back to what they used to do. And he says, I just can't even picture it. How, you know, as much as this has been a tricky year and there's this, the ups and downs, I don't think I could ever do it. And I said to him, well, that's interesting because I'm the same. I like knowing that if I needed to, right, in order to support my family um, in tough times, I could go get a job again, a good job and do a great job, right, for someone else. And at the same time, I won't, I won't do it unless it's like there's absolutely no other choice, right? I'm very resourceful and I'm going to do everything I can to stay with what I'm doing. You know, I'm do, I've been very fortunate in the almost four years I've been on my own. I've, I've, I've um, had a solid, you know, um, client base and, and, and good revenue coming in and tons and tons of learning and new opening up of community, different people that I would never have met. Um, and so I wake up with, gratitude every day and you know what actually as i think out loud here i think the biggest shift for me has been 
I've made huge progress in learning to trust myself, which for all of us is is what it was what confidence is, right? All my whole life, people thought I was so confident, right? Because I'm I've been a public speaker since I was eight years old, you know, and I have a certain presence. I'm told, but that's just I'm extroverted. It's just my style. I have no more confidence than you or anybody, right? We all have this inner critic. So, um, so I know that I now trust that I can reframe and work my way out of any slump. And I, and I, you know, I took that September, October off because I needed to, and I've been able to move through the grief and the exhaustion of last year more deliberately um, and expediently really, it's not finished for sure. But you know, then then if I had tried to fight it, like I, I would have when I was younger. Oh, I love that. I love how you yeah, stop fighting with yourself. Listen, yes. in. yes, tune in to to your heart, you know, feel what you're feeling. I think we tend to tamp them down a lot of us. I still yeah. have, you know, and and it's not healthy. It, it simply keeps us stuck and kind of in purgatory longer. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so wise. I oh, love wow. it. It's like it's it's like almost a a bomb that I when I hear you like you know, we have time listen in um, and just you know um, trust yourself and 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 work that muscle. And I know I think the best way to work that muscle is to be an entrepreneur <laughs> oh. because each step of the way is like. You're right. There's no end of opportunities, right? Because it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a, sometimes I think, oh my God, you know, what, what sort of, what's, what else is going to come at me, right? Like, but generally, it, like, like, I just find it, it, it's exciting. It's, there's so much possibility. There's so much opportunity to keep learning and growing and developing myself. And that, I find that exciting. And, and it, it, it creates this energy that, that I can focus or shine on the work I do, which is around developing others, right? Through one-on-one -on -one coaching and developing leaders, helping them develop their people. So it's, it's interesting. It's all tied, right? Yes, Back to that yes. shiny green apple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if people want to talk to you, Lisa, yes. Um, who is your typical audience? Like who, who, who do you open your door to? Because I know you have different audiences. So can you remind us, who should I be or am I eligible to talk to you? <laughs> of course. Okay. So, so, so people, you know, if you are somebody who is really interested in beginning to, to live and work with intention and grace and, and stop letting life work just happen to you, I'm your woman. Also, if you have a team, you're thinking of building a team, growing your team, developing your team, again, I'm your woman. So, so that might be through coaching for you as a leader or through co-creating, like working elbow to elbow um, with a trusted mentor, right? A seasoned talent management expert, I can help you create strategy and implementation plans uh, for programs that will work with your team. Okay, so I, I put at the bottom of the screen, book a clarity catalyst call at lisamitchell.ca slash contact, right? Yeah. So that's a consultation with you. Yeah, they can uh, see right there too. There's no back and forth emails. You can actually see a date and a time that works in book. Okay, it. awesome. Yeah. So is there any question that I should have asked that I didn't? Any question you should have asked but didn't? 
oh, how about you ask me what my one word for the year 2021 is? Sure. What is your one word for 2021? Well, I'm going to tell you something funny first. My word for 2020, because I always set my word, you know, and sort of think about how do I want this year to be? How do I want to create it? It was consistency, <laughs> which makes me laugh hysterically because really, because then we had a global pandemic and, you know, uh, grief and loss and and such there was so much drama and trauma trauma really so there was no no way to be consistent you know and I, for me consistency meant around the discipline of the practices i put in place to keep that that calm steady you know be more agile around that so it is what it is you can only laugh and move on right <laughs> there were so many curveballs thrown in this year i've chosen the word cadence okay interesting yeah. what is that well, my mantra last year was around, you know, the word was consistency, but it was around grit and grace, right? Marrying grit, which is that perseverance, that getting the work done, you know, taking the, taking action with grace, with reminding myself, being conscientious about stepping back, breathing, taking time to be thoughtful and intentional. And I found that was really, really important for me last year. So this year I'm really focused on I flipped it instead of grit and grace to grace led grit. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to push ahead with grace and I, so I'm trying to strike a balance between the two, a cadence, right? Yeah, to, that's okay. where the cadence it comes. Cadence. Yeah, okay. yeah. So really it's, to me, it just gave me this, it gives me this feeling again, you know, in my body of, of, not erratic, like on the hamster wheel, like the way I did live my life for many years off and on. And I see so many people doing the same and into a more steady, intentional cadence. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing this. Are you ready for our, we, we have kind of a, a fast question answer, fast question answer. Okay. Okay. So the latest book you've read lately. Um, I always have a novel on the go. Um, so the one I, I just finished, it was called The Forgotten Daughter. And it was about the daughter of one of the architects of the FLQ crisis where they kidnapped Pierre Laporte um, in, in the 70s in Canada. Um, it was interesting. I liked that. The, the last business book I read was The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, which explores the concept of scarcity mindset and sufficiency. Fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of with your cadence theme, it's kind of fit, oh, right? Yes, huge, huge, really, really excellent, uh, kind of aligned with with what I what my focus is right now. Yes. One of your favorite podcasts. Um oh, I have a few. I love the Tim Ferriss show. That's sort of one of the originals, just the people he has on there in his books. Just they're just it's just fascinating to me. I love Unlocking Us by Brene Brown. That's probably my top one right now. I just, she's, she's so down to earth and easy to listen to. And I have high, high respect for her research, for who she is as a human being. Yeah. Your uh, favorite pop star or big star or guru. Oh God. I can't pick just one. My female trifecta of pop stars that uh, I need to see live before I die. So I've already seen Pink. I love Pink. Uh, I love Adele. Haven't seen her live yet. Um, 
And oh my God, now I've just forgotten my third one. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's too funny. What am I thinking here? Um, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Lately, I'm really into, this is going to sound weird. I, I'm, I wasn't into One Direction. That was, you know, Go for it. <laughs> that was not my thing. It was past my time, but uh, I love the music of Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. I love his two albums and, uh, and Rob Thomas. I, I've discovered both of these during the pandemic and I'm just like, oh my God, I just love their music. Okay, yeah. awesome. I love it because I'm adding this to my playlist. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And then your favorite dessert. Because, you know, as a French girl, we always finish good things with a nice dessert. So what is your favorite dessert? Um, my great aunt Irene's butter tarts. Oh. I'm, I'm the keeper of the recipe. They're divine. So, yeah. I love traditions like that around yeah. food. Oh, yeah. good. It was such a pleasure to hear your story. And, and and kind of it, it gives all the depth about who you are as a businesswoman and I loved it. Thank you so much, so oh, much, Lisa. Angelique, it was just an honor to be here with you and fun. I really enjoyed it. And then if you're watching the replay, ask a question in the comments, reach out to Lisa. Like she's an amazing woman and you're gonna love talking to her. So thank you so much. And we're gonna close the show. And again, thank you, Lisa. And good luck for the next cadence of your life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angelique. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.